Welcome to this MGMA Industry Insights Podcast. I'm Craig Weberg, Senior Editor for MGMA. Today I'm joined by one of our speakers that will be speaking at our March conference, the Financial Conference. Uh, his name is Jim Malloy. He's the CEO and, at Global Health Management Services, which provides revenue cycle management consulting and services to many healthcare practices and healthcare facilities. Jim will be speaking on the topic of data drives profit. Revenue analysis. Jim, we want to thank you for joining us today. Could you tell the audience a little bit about yourself and you know what your background is? Absolutely. Thanks for having me on today, Craig. Um, as you mentioned, I'm the CEO and managing partner with Global Health Management Services. We're a revenue cycle management company located out in Pennsylvania. You know, I've been specializing in revenue cycle and specifically the data within revenue cycle for many years. And at Global, we've been helping others see that potential by using their data to create efficiencies and transparency they all need so very much. You know, I'm a guy who likes to dig in. I like to understand why things are the way they are and then help others see that picture. I've always been one in my career to say, show me the data. Decisions supported by data usually have a better outcome. That's just a fact. You know, on a personal note, I enjoy spending time with family and being outdoors as much as possible. Okay, that sounds great. Yeah, and data, as you mentioned, is really at the top of everyone's mind. Everybody's looking to use it more efficiently, use it efficiently, use it, you know, in, in better ways and to make better decisions because it's just so vital that the decisions that you make and the efforts that you put in are going to be worthwhile and have a return on investment at your practice. And we're at a, we're at a place now where we can't just rely on doing more and we can't rely on, you know, not optimizing the revenue cycle. We need to get paid for everything that we do, right? All the services that we provide, we need to get paid for. So in your session, you're going to be talking about those key performance indicators as being a key element of revenue, revenue cycle optimization. And you mentioned in, in a previous call that we had that you might have some different KPIs than, than what other people are looking for. I was wondering if you could highlight, you know, what some of your top KPIs uh, our listeners should be looking for. No, absolutely. Um, you're 100% right. Everybody is looking at data. You're seeing it everywhere. Everybody is, is uh, speaking about big data. Um, but let's bring it home a little bit. Let's bring it right to the practice. And what can you directly affect? Um, for years and years and years, we've all watched what I call our ins and outs. That's our charges, our payments, our patient volume, days in AR and AR buckets. Those are all important. You still need to watch them, but that's more of like a 30-day type review. Um, you know, you can't fix or tweak what you're not watching. Um, so you need to watch certain KPIs, certain key performance indicators. And when you start to look at a practice, a group, a facility, whatever you're looking at, a lot of the problems end up flowing into the AR side. So in order to get a picture of what's going on and what's causing some of the issues, a lot of times I'll start to focus right there. And what I'll do to start off is I'll start off with an open balance type dashboard by payer and account. And I'll slice that by providers and locations, days outstanding. Um, but then I'll, I'll take it a little step further. I'll even create that same type of dashboard by open balances by payer and account, but by full balance. This means there hasn't been any action at all by a payer 
um, on those claims. And when you start to trend that out and see, you know, some of these are 60 days, 120 days. What's going on? Why is this one payer having this problem? You start to focus in a little more on what's causing some of these issues. But then there's another way you can tie this together. Um, and this one I, I really enjoy doing. And it's tying to the days to pay by payer. And that's not days in AR. That's some of these payers are paying in seven to 10 days. And some of them are large payers. So when you're looking at your AR and maybe refocusing some of your, your AR reps, you don't want them waiting out there for 20, 30, or 45 days to be working an account. You can drive some of that workload by 12 days, 15 days. Um, so by the time you would normally go after that AR, if you're attacking it earlier, you can actually go after it and get it before you would even get the secondary payer in or even a patient responsibility. So that is just one of the KPIs that I, I look at. Another one that I think is really important that a lot of people overlook is 100% adjusted claims. These, these are services that were performed that are just adjusted off. And so in some cases, they're legitimate. In other cases, in other cases they're not. Um, you know, you really wanna know the details in these claims and why they've been adjusted. Is it a timely filing issue? Is it a lost AR opportunity? And then you want to be able to trend this type of KPI by location, by provider, by staff operator to get a really clear picture. Um, another one that I'm watching and I go over at the, at the conference is going to be average revenue by case or encounter for zero balance accounts. And it's critical to do it by zero balance accounts. And what I mean by that is that that account has been fully, fully funded, whether it's been fully paid, fully adjusted off, um, if it's been um, you know, partially paid, partially contracted, adjusted, that sort of thing. And first I take a look at that, and you should take a look at it by the entire practice, and then trend that by month and by year. And just see, when you start to look at that, you'll see, oh, you know, a year or two ago, I realized we had a credentialing issue with this one provider. And you can see we really took a hit for this period of six months. And then moving forward, you want to watch that because it's really important to be able to see what you're doing and how that's affecting your bottom line. If you're making tweaks and you're watching your shop really good, you should be able to see that dollar per case per encounter starting to come up. And then, you know, it's really simple these days with these tools to put slicers in there to be able to slice that by procedure and payer and provider, location, any metric that's really important to you. Um, and you can usually do this just by a click or two. Um, so it's a really important way for you to be able to see what's going on in the practice. Uh, and then in some of these practice management systems really do not even allow you to tie back that payment to the fee schedule. And that's a real easy way when you zero it in by payer and by um, by procedure in order to see how that those fees are going. And then, you know, lastly, you know, one of the things I would like to talk about a little bit is denials. And you really want to watch and trend your denials out there for medical necessity or services not covered. If you're getting a lot of documentation requests, patient identifiers, eligibility issues, all those are important to really watch so that you can go back with that data and be able to tweak where those issues are. So the, so the, the problems don't end up in your AR. You want to fix them as fast and be as proactive as possible. And at the conference, you know, I'm going to go over with more KPIs, more tied, also tied around clinical trending, marketing opportunities, and how to manage your costs. 
Those all sound really great. Um, you know, there's some different ones than I have been accustomed to hearing, but I, I think that, uh, you know, make a compelling case for why those are important. You know, a lot of our members want and need new ways to look at this information, but I know that some of them struggle with actually gathering and reporting and organizing the data. Do you have any words of advice of how to pull that information out of their, uh, you know, IT systems, their, their practice management systems and their EHR to, to create a dashboard that, that allows them to look at the KPIs that you are indicating? No, no, absolutely. There's a lot of different ways to do it. I mean, you can do it from having, um, you know, ODBC connections that are tied into it. But here's what I would recommend for anybody starting out. Keep it simple. Start simple. Um, and the way to do that is, you know, we have a lot of wealth in our, in our system, a lot of wealth of data in our systems. And start to look at, you know, what would you call a kitchen sink type report um, in your system? And that's a, that's a report that has a lot of different identifiers in it. It could be your charges, your payments, your adjustments, you know, with the CPT codes, all the diagnosis codes, um, who put the charge in, when it was posted, all that type of data. Um, that's a kitchen sink type report. And you want to take that report and see if you can get one to, ex to export out to a CSV format. Because when you do that, you can start to in import that into different tools really, really easy, and then start to run some of those analysis for it. Um, you know, we have a lot of programs right on our desktop today that we can use to do these things. Um, and at times, you can even automate some of this. So that when you come in the next morning, it's all refreshed and ready for you, or you can refresh it on the fly. Um, and and it's, it's not that hard to start off. Sometimes it's scary when you start thinking about it. I don't even know where to start, but you just start simple. And once you start doing that, you start to ramp up. You know, in some cases, you might need a little free education or bring someone in to get started. There's a lot on YouTube on how to do this, and I'll be going over some of that so people know where they're know the route that they need to go in order to find this information to start off. Um, but probably most important when you're doing this and you're starting out, it's the most important part I, point I want to make. You need to try to not incorporate any HIPAA-related data in your data sets. There's not really a need for it when you're exporting that data. Make sure that your, your patient names aren't in there, your date of birth, your identifiers, all of that is taken out. You can use an account number. That's pretty easy. And then if you need some of that data for some reason, you can always reference back to a PM system and take a look at it. All right. Those are some great words of advice. Yeah. Just getting started, I think, is, you know, having the initiative to get a data initiative started is, is, is super important. So thank you for that. Uh, I also wanted to ask you about, so we're, you're, you're mentioning looking at a lot of internal data and, and looking at your own uh, performance of your practice. It, I wanted to ask you about what are some external data sources that people should look at and, and when they should look at it. You know, what's the importance of benchmarking yourself against the industry and do you have any suggestions of finding that information or where that information lives? Well, you know, that's a very good question. You're hearing me preach a lot internally because I truly feel that the, your internal data is the most important and deserves most of your focus. Um, you know, when you think about that kitchen sink report, you know, what sort of data do you want? And each practice and each business office within the practice has unique variables. So you got to think about those variables for a minute. You know, you do. So do other practices and everything and everybody else right down the street. So when you're looking at external data, 
and external studies that are done. A lot of times you don't know what those variables are. You don't even know what the sample size is sometimes. So you have to, you have to keep that in mind and external studies and data used for comparative, or, yeah, comparative analytics um, against your practice is only one tool in your toolbox. And remember that when you're using it, it is important. Um, you know, a lot of times I'll go out to external societies for a specialty or I'll use association data drives and I'll, I'll pull that data out and I'll compare it against the practices that I may be um, doing a revenue analysis for so that they can see how they compare. But I make it really, really clear that it's important for you to just consider that they have variables too and it's only one tool in your toolbox. Uh, I think it's really important to keep your perspective when you're looking at internal versus external information. It, external information can be important, but it really is that internal piece that's going to help you shape and improve your performance of your practice. So with that, do you have any additional words of advice for listeners before we close? Yeah, I have a few pieces. You know, my first piece of advice would be watch your shop. I, I really preach that a lot. You know, you have a shop that you're watching, make sure you watch it. Don't rely necessarily on others just to feed information to you. There are tools out there today that you can put together relatively easy to gain the insight that you need. Um, secondly, I would say, like I said before, start off simple. Simple usually means inexpensive and quick achievement. You know, once, once you start down this road, and that's the key, you got to start, but once you start, your knowledge and ability ramps up very, very quickly, especially if you've never done this before. You start off, it's slow, but in three months, the amount of knowledge and ability you have skyrockets and you start to see results very, very quickly. And then probably the, the last and most important piece of advice I could give anybody out there is you have to question everything. You know, the why and how are probably the two best questions when analyzing your data. Why is this happening and how did that occur? Um, you know, questions make you seek out answers. Knowledge is power and you know, power is leverage and use it to enact change in your practice and drive that optimization for your bottom line. I can't stress that enough. Oh, thank you so much, Jim, for sharing your insights. I think you have a lot of really great action items and a lot of great things for people to think about. Before we close, I'd like to remind you that Jim will be sharing insights like these during his session on March 4th at the MGMA 2019 Financial Conference. It's going to be held in Las Vegas. And again, that session is titled Data Drives Profit Revenue Analysis. To learn more about joining us in Las Vegas, visit mgma.com events and you can find it underneath the 2019 events and under the March link. So go there to find out more about Jim's session and all the great sessions that we're going to be having and sharing there with you around financial management. Again, thanks so much for your sharing your insights today. Oh, you're very welcome, Craig. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs>